up, everybody? Today is November 13th, 2020. Welcome to the first episode of the On Top Betting Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Nick. I'm joined by RG and the Gray Man. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at On Top Betting. So what's up, guys? What's up? It's good. Uh, ready to dive into this weekend's slate? <laughs> yeah. First, first we got to talk about last night game. Um, yeah. Last night, I don't know what happened. The Colts just outright dominated the Titans. The Titans look lost. Ever since the uh, the first drive, the Titans just had no rhythm at all. Tannehill was just getting messed up. Yeah, the Titans, I think the Titans are missing Taylor Luan, the left tackle, after he tore his ACL. They really haven't done much on offense. They've been struggling. Yeah. A.J. Brown was just dropping everything last night. Uh other and big news, uh, this weekend's college slate's been reduced with all the COVID-19 outbreaks. There's no Alabama, LSU. Auburn's game has been canceled today. Coastal Carolina and Troy were canceled. I think LSU's got to be happy that game got canceled because they would have downright gotten embarrassed. No, LSU is a joke this year. Yeah. Yeah, after uh, Coach O clowned Saban last year and uh, <laughs> the LSU players tried to steal the Alabama recruits, I definitely think Saban was going to lay the hammer on them this week. Um in other news, the Ivy League canceled winter sports, so uh, there'll be no devastating. Uh, that's no... what happened. La- that's what happened last year. They were the first division to cancel before March Madness. That's I was saying. I was saying before we started recording that I'm starting to get scared for winter men's basketball. I'm hoping that the ACC and the uh, Big East will power through this year. and They won't give in. The people need it. The people do need people it. Need it. I'm... We also got the NBA draft next Wednesday. We got Lamella Ball as minus two hundred gambling favorite to be the first overall pick. And to be honest, it's I don't like it. I, I think I'd go more towards. You gotta fade. I think I'd go. I think I'd go more with uh, Anthony Edwards at plus one hundred or James Wiseman around plus five hundred. I mean, I just can't see Lamella Ball going first overall. I definitely don't think Anthony Edwards is a bad bet because there's been a lot of buzz around him being number oh, one for a, a while he's now. A beast. He's a he's, he's a grown yeah. Man. I don't think they yeah. I don't think they would I don't think they would take Wiseman because they already have uh, Wiggins and then they uh, not Wiggins they already have Carl Anthony Towns and they have D'Angelo Russell so they don't really need a point guard like Lamelo I think Anthony Edwards would fit more what they're going towards yeah but, I really uh, don't think Lamelo Ball them, would fit in in Minnesota I don't think he'd fit either and I don't really think Lavar will want him to go to Minnesota I'm sure Lavar will say the wrong thing and get Lamelo out of the first pick <laughs> yeah I also I think um, Anthony Edwards is a better player than him. Uh, Lamello. For sure. Oh, absolutely. But it is hard to tell. Like with Anthony Lamello's. Edwards is definitely he's more developed. He's his body's definitely more fit to like make an immediate impact, yeah. in my opinion. No, it's definitely it's yeah really tough to uh, judge because of Lamelo and how he went overseas and he's doing all like this shit and he just cherry picks yeah. high school. Yeah. I also think you'll get how teams teams like to hate and they like to uh, play against Lonzo harder because of the things his dad says and what he says about other players. And I think that Lamelo will get the same treatment. So if I were a GM or a coach, I'd honestly just rather take Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman and not have to deal with the headache that's LeVar Ball. And you never know what you're going to get with that guy. Yeah, that's um, true. Back to football, though. Florida State star D-tackle uh, Marvin Wilson's out for the season with a leg injury. Um their wide receiver, the uh, leading receiver, Tamarian Terry, also is no longer with the team, as well as their uh, starting quarterback, Justin Blackman, who announced he's transferring. Yeah, they're really, so, I mean, they're Mike really Norvell, falling apart. Mike Norvell is a mess from Florida State. They haven't been the same since Jimbo left, and it's honestly embarrassing how bad they've gotten. Oh, since, yeah. since the first week, they've just been a joke. 
They must lost to Jacksonville yeah, State. A, they've been a joke, and then they somehow beat North Carolina. Who North Carolina? They've also just been roller coaster of a team this year. And you get one week, you get North Carolina that looks like they could be a playoff contender, and then the next they're losing to Florida State and yeah. just NC State. Just a wreck. It's a bad one. All right. With that said, let's dive into this weekend's uh, college football slate. Uh, the first game we got on the slate that we liked is uh, number two Notre Dame off their biggest win of the season, uh, going and playing at Boston College in the uh, famous red bandana game honoring uh, September 11th hero Wells Crowther. Uh, Boston College always plays strong in these games. Uh, North Carolina is coming off a huge victory over Clemson. Uh, I could Notre see this Dame, being a yeah. letdown spot. I could see this being a letdown spot for Notre Dame, and we'll look ahead game. Um, the week after playing Clemson, we've seen like teams played beat up and they've came out slow, like how Boston College did last week against Syracuse, and then Virginia came out completely flat against NC State and got destroyed after putting up a good fight against Clemson. Yeah. Uh, the spread's thirteen and a half, and the over under is set at uh fifty points. What do you guys like? RG, you can go first. Well, I know, I know Nick is going to be on NC uh, on Boston College. Uh, you love your red bandana game you love your like teams have a uh, motivation you love taking them uh myself Notre Dame fan I think it could be a letdown week I also think they're a way better team I think I'm gonna have to take the spread at 13 and a half two touchdowns I would prefer to put that in a teaser get it to like seven I think that's what I would do but if I had to take a line gun to my head, I think I would take minus 13 and a half. Uh, uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, off of what RG said, I am iffy of Notre Dame covering spreads because they have been known to come out slow this year in many games, uh, especially when they played Virginia. And I am kind of iffy of 13 and a half. I kind of like what RG said. If you could, I don't even think it'd be worth it to buy points. I think if you got a seven-point teaser at Notre Dame six and a half, I definitely think that even in a close game, I'd trust Notre Dame coming off a huge win to cover that against Boston College. Um, I don't really have a play in the under because over on the over-under, but I would definitely lean under because if it is a closer game, I don't think that Notre Dame going to be putting up points, but I do think they have enough to come out on top against Boston College. Yeah, the the red bandana game isn't what it always used to be. They used to play it closer to nine eleven, and it won't be the same with no fans in the stands. But um, Boston College has been pretty good this year. They were leading Clemson at halftime with uh, DJ Ugolelli at quarterback. But um, personally, like I would take Boston College thirteen and a half here, maybe even buy a point, get it to fourteen. Um, I think they can keep it close. They don't have a bad offense. Their uh, quarterback play hasn't been terrible. And they have some weapons on offense. I think they could keep this close at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame just came out and laid some eggs this year, especially like Louisville this year, where they only scored 13 points the entire game, and Louisville's defense has been terrible this year. Yeah. So I think it'll be a good game. I don't think it'll be a, a blowout. I could see like Notre Dame winning this game by like 10, but I think Boston College keeps it close. Uh, the next game we have on our slate is uh, TCU versus West Virginia. Uh, TCU's coming off a 16 point win over Texas Tech. Uh, that number's kind of inflated because that last second touchdown and uh, Texas Tech's coach with a, just an idiotic move down nine on the 18 going in, kicked a field goal and then ended up missing and losing that game. But um, Max Duggan's been a good as of late for TCU as they look to win their third straight uh, Big Ten, uh, Big 12 win. Uh, 
West Virginia's quarterback, Jared Thurge, has also uh, – he's been hot as of late. He's thrown three straight 300-yard games without letting up picks. Uh, the Mountaineers have played pretty good defense in the past couple of games. They're three-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 45-and-a-half. Uh, what do you guys think on this game? Um, I think the over-under here is a gift. I think the Mountaineers are going to put up points. As you said, the quarterback's been on fire lately. With He's been uh, putting up big yard games. But I do like West Virginia to um, – I would maybe buy a point in case they won, like might win by a field goal. But usually in college, I'm pretty confident with the low spreads. Um, I definitely like the, the Mountaineers in West Virginia. So – cover the spread of three and definitely hit the over at 45. I think that'll hit early. Uh, Ryan, what about you? I'm a huge West Virginia guy. Uh, I thought they were going to upset Texas last week, held them to 17 points off a Sam Ellinger offense that is that puts up points. Lights up the scoreboard. Uh, So I'm going to have to go with West Virginia minus three here. TCU I don't. I they they can't. Their offense does not compare to uh, Texas's. They're frauds. And uh, uh, we got some mid podcast breaking news. Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards tested positive for COVID nineteen just now. Wow. Uh, this Who this they weekend they're USC. Uh, no, they no, they played USC last, last weekend. Uh, they were in it till the end. They let up that late onside kick. They're playing Arizona. No, excuse me. They're not playing Arizona. They're they are Arizona State. What am I saying? Um, this week they play. Who do they play? I want to say they play Washington State. No, I think the Oregon, game was taken off the board. Oregon plays Washington State. They play Cal. Canceled. Yeah, the game's canceled? As of ESPN. Wow. Yeah, so that game's canceled. But, uh, yeah, Herm Edwards with the thing. Uh, I think there's going to be trouble in the Pac-12 uh, now with the late start. They might not even be able – some of these teams might not be able to get bowl eligible and get six games in since they've started so late. If they miss, like, two weeks now, like, Arizona State won't end up being bowl eligible. This will also, like, mean, like, Cal. Like, Cal misses this game. They miss one more. They might end up being bowl eligible. So, I think the late start could end up killing, like, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Like, if Wisconsin were to miss any more games, it would be hard for these teams to get bowl eligible, which they might end up having to change that rule for this year. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, But anyway, on TCU West Virginia, uh, I personally think that uh, you got to take the over here. I mean, we all know Big 12 defenses, they're just – they've been terrible. They're terrible this year. Uh, Max Duggan has been good for TCU lately. They started off the season slow, but they've just been putting up points ever since. And then West Virginia's offense has been hot. Their defense is pretty good. I could see this being like a uh, 28-17 win. Uh, so I would try to buy that down from 45.5 to 45, but I think that the over should hit in this game. Uh, the next game we have on our schedule is Miami versus Virginia Tech. Miami's coming off a battle with NC State where De'Ara King put the team on his back in the fourth quarter and won them that game. Uh, it's been a roller coaster season for Virginia Tech. Uh, they just lost last week on a last-second field goal to Liberty where they thought they blocked it and returned it for a touchdown, but after review, yeah, they called, called timeout back. before. Yeah, these two teams have uh, both struggled all year on defense. They have high potential on offense. Uh, Virginia Tech is a two-point favorite. And the over-under is set at 67.5. What do you guys feel in this game? All right, you can go. This game, I'm leaning towards Miami Moneyline. I think they're the better team. Yeah, I agree here. And I don't think you can ever go wrong I'm... with taking an over. 
I think 67 and a half is high. College football, though, a lot of scores, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of uh, fourth quarter meaningless scores. Uh, I would so I would go Miami to win. I don't think Virginia Tech is as good as they, uh, but I don't think they're as consistent of a team. And I would go with Miami here. I think they use back. Uh, what about you, Mike? I'm. I also love uh, Miami. I really don't see how they're underdogs here. Um, they did play a close game last week, but they did end up coming out on top over NC State, who's been playing very well. Um, Virginia Tech had a terrible loss to Liberty. I think they're like minus six hundred in that range last week. And um, Liberty for college football playoff, oh, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do like Liberty. They're always ranked. Um, uh, Over-under is really high, but, again, Miami's going to put up points, and their defense has been really shaky lately. So, I think Miami um, – I think Miami might put up 45, honestly. So, I'm really not too worried about that. I would definitely take it over as well. Yeah, I'm leaning on Miami, uh, Miami plus two and uh, the over here. Miami put up 44 last week, and I was without starting tight end uh, Brevin Jordan. He'll be back this week. I just think that uh, Virginia Tech had trouble uh, – Holding down uh, Liberty, I think that they'll have a tough time with De'Ara King. The two running backs for them are uh, pretty good. Uh, and then Mike Harley's just a stud, and I think he's one of the better wide receivers in college football that teams have to start looking out for. Um, so I definitely think that uh, over under 67.5, I would look over here. If you're putting together a teaser on Saturday, I definitely think I would put this over in there. Um but, no, I think that Miami, I don't know how they're the underdogs here. I would even sprinkle that money line, but I would definitely take plus two for Miami. Um, final college game we have on our slate is Rutgers versus Illinois. This has to be one of the first games in the last, like, five, ten years. that This has to be the first game since Shiano was the coach beforehand that they've been favored. But uh, Rutgers has been impressive under Shiano so far. They played, they played decent football against Ohio State last week, and they made uh, Ohio State play the full game. Uh, the Levy Smith Illinois squad has struggled mightily. Uh, they were supposed to be great on defense this year, and they really can't stop anything. Um, their offense hasn't put up more than 24 points this season. Uh, the Scarlet Knights are seven-point favorites, and the over/under is set at 52 points. Where do you guys feel on this one? Um, I I can't even remember the last time Rutgers was a favorite, but I'm a huge Rutgers guy. Uh, I'm kind of iffy on the seven. I would definitely think um, this could be a closer game, so. I definitely buy it down to maybe five and a half in case of like an overtime, but um, I definitely like the over. I think Rutgers' defense is still um, definitely it's not all there yet. Um, but I do think that um, I think the Knights will come out on top. Personally, Illinois hasn't been playing great, not nearly as good as last year when they were pulling off some crazy upsets. But um, I think fifty-two is pretty low. Um, I I think I would lean over here as well. Uh, I, Ryan, what about you? I think Shiano has come into Rutgers or come back to Rutgers. Him back. And, and just change. Yeah, I think he just. I think just having him, uh, like the locker room has just totally changed. Uh, they don't quit. They were down big to Ohio State. They're still playing hard to the final whistle. Uh, Illinois, they, they got killed yeah, they uh, did. a couple games. They this really year. can't score. I don't think Rutgers will kill them, but I think that they can cover the seven points. 
Yeah, I'm on the Knights here too. I uh, I think that just Rutgers' defense has played pretty strong this year and their offense. He, Shiano doesn't even have all his recruits in yet. This is his first year. He's still playing with the last regime's guys. But I just think that uh, Rutgers should uh, win this game. I could see this being like a 24-10 win. Uh, I would definitely lean under on this game. Neither offense has been uh, lighting up the scoreboard. Uh, Illinois' defense still has like some – like. It's still got some pieces, and I don't think Lovey Smith will allow that many points. Um, so I would lean under 52 on this game. But uh, with that being said, let's oh, get yeah. to the NFL slate. Oh, I love it. Um, for, love first, it. Game, first game on the NFL slate is Texans Browns. Uh, yeah, I love this game too. The Browns are returning oh, uh, yeah. starting He's running back, back uh, Nick Chubb, while the uh, the Texans will be without their starting running back and David Johnson, leaving uh, Duke Johnson as the starter. The Texans give up 160 rushing yards per game, which is dead last in the league. So I'd expect the Browns to run Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, off in this game. Um, Texans have been bad this year. They were uh, rumored to be sellers at the deadline. They already uh, fired their new. Co- they fired their coach. JJ Watt wants out. They were trying to get Will Fuller. Will Fuller's on the way out. Uh, the spread is set at uh, minus three in favor of the Browns, and the over/under is set at 48 and a half. Uh, Ryan, uh, what do you feel oh, on this game? I'm a big over guy here. Um, the line started at like 53. It's now down to 48 and I 48 and a half, and I have no idea how. I don't either. Uh, Defenses are terrible. I think, yeah, the the, expect, the Texans defense, even with OBJ out for the Browns for the season, like, I think that they should just pile on points. I don't have like a. If I was to pick, I would lean towards the Browns, but I think uh, both teams are going to put up points. Uh, the Browns. Yeah, the Browns also get start. The Browns also get starting running back uh, Wyatt Teller back, and the first three games of the season with Wyatt Teller at the running back, they were averaging 200 rushing yards per game. So I mean, when you're averaging 200 uh, rushing yards per game with the guy, and you're getting him and Nick Chubb back. And you got a defense that's given up 160 uh, yards per game, and they're not really playing for anything. They're out of the playoff race already. I just think that here, this is a spot where you got to take the Browns. Uh, Sorry to oh, cut no, you no, off. No, you're just good. You're good. There. Uh, I just have to sit like I'm big over 48 and a half here. Browns overs are seven and one as the favorite this year, or in uh, their past eight games, and the Texans overs are four and one after a win. Yeah, I Mike, honestly don't you? know how the um, the totals going down that much either. I think this is going to be a crazy back and forth game, but I think the Browns will be able to control it and maybe put up a touchdown to put the game away late and cover the spread by a good amount. Um, I think Nick Chubb um, is going to have a big game coming back. As you said, the defense for the Texans has been really bad this year uh, against the run game, and yeah, I definitely don't have a hard time picking this one. I think the Browns will. Cover the spread by a good amount, maybe even 10. And uh, I think the over will hit early in the fourth quarter as well. Yeah, I could just see this being a game where it's like 24-17 at like halftime, and you're just sitting there wondering how the hell the spread, uh, the over-under was 48 and a half. Uh, the next game up is the Packers versus the Jaguars. Uh, rookie uh, sixth-round pick Jake Lutton uh, will be making his second career start for the Jaguars after his uh, – debut last week where he almost led the Jaguars to win over the Titans uh they had a chance late in that game just couldn't get the two-point conversion 
Uh, the Packers have had a long week after playing last Thursday, and they dominated the 49ers. Uh, Devontae Adams in the past few weeks has looked like the best wide receiver in football. Oh, yeah. uh, I just feel like this game has all the feelings of an Aaron Rodgers huge game where he puts up five touchdowns, and we may even see a little Jordan Love late in this game. Uh, the spread is at 13.5 points, and the over-under is set at 50. Uh, so what do you guys um, feel in this game? I don't think this will be close at all, obviously. Um, Packers have looked really good. Uh, Lutton did look pretty good, I'm not going to lie. He almost brought him back um, against the Texans last weekend. But um, the Jaguars' defense has just been non-existent this year, and Rodgers has just been airing the ball out like crazy. They don't even need to run Aaron Jones lately. And like you said, Adams has been has been just putting up crazy numbers the last three, four weeks. And the spread is pretty high, but it, I still do like it a lot at 13 and a half. Um, Packers just won by 17 on a Monday Night Football last week against the 49ers, and that game wasn't even close at all. The Niners scored twice in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they won by 17, yeah. and the Niners – yeah, the Niners scored yeah, that last exactly. play touchdown. So exactly. it was a 24-point game. Yeah, that score did not show that. And I think the um, – the Niners are a lot better than the Jaguars as well. Um, I'm a little bit iffy on the over-under, just like that Niners game. I think the Packers put up 34, 35 points in this game, but I'm not sure that um, the Jaguars will be able to get in the end zone much in this game. So I, would, I, would, uh, I wouldn't have a play on the over-under, but I do like the spread at 13.5 for the Packers. All right, Ryan, what about you? Uh, if I wasn't a huge Aaron Rodgers guy, I think 13 and a half is very high. Oh, yeah. It's up However, there. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. He is that. So, <laughs> so I would have to go with the Packers. Uh, the Jaguars are just horrible. Horrible. They, they're missing my man Gardner. The mustache, you can't bet against that, but he's out. Um, I think you have to take the Packers here. This is another game I would teaser down to, like, seven throw it in with another game. Yeah, six and a half or yeah, seven. Yeah, seven point would get six to and six and a half. Yeah, I would love, like, that teaser. Um, I think they'll easily cover by a touchdown. So, just 13 and a half. I can't believe I'm – I think – I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I like Jake oh, Lutton. Yeah. I mean, Jake you Lutton, they were down last do week. Jake you Lutton led them the back. They're going to – listen – Jake Lutton's playing with house money. He's just going to be slinging the rock around. I think I'm going to buy a half point. I'm going to get this up to 14 points. And I'm going to ride with Jake Lutton, James Robinson, and LaVisca Chenault. And I'm going to pray that maybe DJ Chark gets in the end zone a couple times. You're going to need a lot more than a pair. Maybe the Packers just are looking ahead. Listen, I may need a lot more than a prayer. But if I buy it up to 14, two touchdowns, I mean, they could backdoor that easily. I don't know. I don't think the Packers are really just – worrying about this game. I think the Jags could uh, keep this within two scores. Uh, but anyway, next up, we have the uh, the big game of the week, the NFC East showdown oh, yeah. between the go. Eagles and the Giants, which uh, this one could determine this division, one could make or which break way it goes. The, uh, as always. This could, this could uh, split up the podcast after one episode. The Eagles won last Pretty sure the Eagles after have a fourth won the last nine, by the if I'm Giants. not mistaken, against the Giants straight up. Yeah, bad things happened in Philly for the Giants. Uh, the the game slipped right. Uh, the game slipped right through <laughs> the fans. The uh, 
the Giants have had every game this year decided by one score, except when they got blown out by Nick Mullins. Uh, the Eagles will be the healthiest they've had yeah, been this Sanders season. They back. get back all Sean Jeffrey and Miles Sanders. Uh, Dallas Goddard's healthy as well. Uh, the Giants are actually maybe without wide receivers Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. Uh, Golden Tate actually injured his knee in practice uh, yesterday, and he also he's still even if he plays, it's going to be weird how much time he gets because of uh, all the issues he's having with the team. But uh, undrafted rookie for the Giants, Austin Mack, racked up four catches for seven uh, seventy two yards last week and led the team in receiving. And the Giants will also have Dante Pettis making his debut as a Giant. The spread is at three and a half points uh, for Philly, and the over is on, uh, over under is at forty four and a half points. Uh, where do you guys lean? Do you want to take it off? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, so the Giants, since their game against the Forty ers where they got absolutely blown out, dismantled, uh, they have covered every single game as the underdog. I would take Giants. They covered the three and a half last time against the Eagles. That was without Miles Sanders. But and Alshon's back. I think Alshon is back. Don't think Alshon's very good. Uh, I would take Giants plus three and a half. I would also take the over. Um, yes. yes. The over between we the two it. teams are 10 and one when the Giants are home in the last 11. I think you have to take forty-four and a half is such a low number. Uh, they almost got it. I think it was around the same uh, last game, and they, they did hit were, it. Uh, they, no, the under hit, but what was the final score of that one? It, they were, they were. Uh, I think they were a two-point conversion away. Oh yeah, you're right. From, uh, you're correct. From pushing, maybe it might yeah, have been a push or something. Like if the two-point conversion hit. It was twenty-two yeah, they to did twenty-one. Go for two. Last the, game. I'm pretty sure it was forty-three. It was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was forty-three and a half last game. Yeah. Yeah, and they won on the hook. Uh, Mike, um, where do you lean on this game? I am a little biased. I try not to be biased when I bet because it never ends up, never ends up, uh, ends up well in the end. But I do like the Eagles here. Like I said, I'm pretty sure they're um, nine. You know, their last nine playing the Giants. Um, they've owned the Giants recently. Um, I do really like how they're getting the Sanders back. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey will be much of a factor in this one. Carson Wentz does like throwing to him a lot, but he's going to have to get back in the mix of things, especially with all the new young guys who have been producing for the Eagles, like Travis Fulham, um, MVP, in my opinion. But um, <laughs> I, I'm a little iffy. Like The Giants have been covering a lot of spreads. I think this game might come down to the classic Jake Elliott 63-yard field goal for the Eagles. Um, I'm sure you guys would love that. However, <laughs> however Gray is going to take – the Eagles minus three and a half. I am. I am not going. He will be upset. I'm not going to take the Eagles no? three and a half. I will not. Wow. I will also not be taking the Giants plus three and a half. I will just be wow. taking the over in this one because I think I could see a 27-24 victory for the Eagles in this one, hitting uh, 51 points for the total. If you had to choose, if you had to choose, if I had to choose, Mom, I'm just gonna have to take Philly in this one. At three okay, and a half. good. All right, that's good. For I us. think I would buy it down at point to two and a half. Very good. I would. That makes me even more. Confident. I would buy it down to two and a half, though. We all we all know I run the uh, same pers- game parlays when the Eagles play the Giants. Yeah. So that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I think here that 
the Giants have been finding themselves. I mean, Daniel no, Jones has not. been really holding the team they back. They have not been finding anything but Listen, else. the Giants – Listen, the Giants – Laugh now, but I think the Giants – Now's your, now's the your Giants time to money put your line here. This is a perfect time before this game on the Giants-NFC East. Pretty sure oh, it's at know, plus 1,100, 1,200. I put in Giants-NFC East right now. Um, But, no, seriously, the Giants defense has been finding itself. They've been carrying this team. They've just been getting the ball. They've get, been getting the turnovers for the Giants, uh, keeping the offense in these games. They've been finding something with – Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris in the backfield, which if you said You'd in the lying. season that uh, the You'd Giants would be given the ball and their leading rusher was Alfred Morris, I would swear that you were on something. <laughs> but um, Alfred Morris and Wayne Gallman seems to be the running back tandem for the Giants. Each had 70-plus yards last week. But uh, personally here, I think the over will hit. I don't know why. The over-under in these Philly Giants games are always set super low and the defenses just never come out to play. You always get a wacky defensive score, special teams score in these games. But um, I would definitely – I think I would lean here Giants plus three and a half. I think that they could win this game, but I think ultimately it will probably come down to, uh, you know, the Giants up three and the Eagles going down the field and just scoring and, you know, putting the Giants fans back into misery. But uh, I would look into here Daniel Jones over rushing. Uh, last game he hit it easily on one long Which he did fall on. Run, but, he did uh, not score. Which it- which did yeah, create a lot of me. Yeah, the Giants fell short like Daniel Jones, but um, <laughs> I think that I would look here for Daniel Jones over rushing. They're always set at like 24 and a half yards, and the Giants like to run a lot of uh, read options and uh, QB design runs. And uh, for some reason, the Eagles rush always just has Daniel Jones running, but I think that over 24 yards around there will be where it's at, and I think I would take that prop for the Giants. I would take uh, Giants plus three and a half, and I would also lean the over here. Um, the next game on the slate is the Buccaneers versus the Panthers. Uh, the Buccaneers are coming off an absolute Madison. embarrassing exactly. loss to the Saints on Sunday Night Football. I can't remember a time I've seen Tom Brady look as terrible as he did. Towards the end of that game, he was just throwing the ball up to Mike Evans. He was just throwing the I've ball up to the field. I've never seen him get off like I mean, that. They really he just really stopped. just didn't look like himself at all. That was just really – I don't know what that was. That was you embarrassing. Know, the Saints I, were a good they, team. But... They found out that um, before the game, he didn't get his pre-game uh, – Child make out with his kids. Or is, uh, I think that might they also a, forgot uh, to deflate his uh, his testicles before the game as well. Yeah, his balls. That is always a problem. Yep. Yeah. I heard he's big on that. Yeah. He does love those kids. Uh, the Panthers were actually in it. <laughs> the Panthers were in it last week, late with the Chiefs. Teddy Bridgewater. That was I mean, a good one. Teddy Bridgewater played possessed last week. I I thought the Panthers were actually going to pull out that win. They just looked like they were going to. Uh, Take that one, but Christian McCaffrey is injured again, and I think he might end up missing this week's game. It's going to come down. It's going to be late, but I don't think he's going to end up playing this game. Um, the Buccaneers are five and a half point favorites, and the over under is set at fifty and a half. I know personally here, I would definitely take the Bucks as five and a half point favorites. Uh, coming off a loss, you had the first week the Saints beat the Bucks, and then the next week they came out and they just kicked the shit out of the. They kicked the shit out of the team, and then they lost that game to the Bears on Thursday Night Football where uh, Tom Brady thought it was fourth down and a, ended up turning the ball over. And the next week they came out and – yeah, the next week they came out and they destroyed the Packers. So I think coming off a loss, Tom Brady – Tom Brady, uh, four and four. Take Tom Brady, take the or, points. Tom Brady, 44 and 21 against the spread off a loss in his career. Yeah, so I would go with the Bucs. Uh, I just love that stat. Five and a half. I would also lean – 
I would lean the over. I mean, the Buccaneers' defense, the Buccaneers' defense is hyped up, but I uh, personally think the Giants put up a lot of points on them. And then you had last week, the Saints just absolutely shredded them. Um, but I would take that. I just think maybe Tom Brady, every game they've lost this year, he's been losing these night games. I think Tom Brady might just be getting too old and it might be past his bedtime. Yeah, he's, start he's these rather, games. Uh, he'd rather what be talking in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go. I'm, I agree with you with the Bucs. Uh, I think Tom Brady just got embarrassed. Uh, I, I loved it. I if, if who didn't love it? Other but than the fact I did better on the week, Bucks, I loved it. This week... I love the Bucs. Uh, I would take them even, like, minus seven here. Uh, especially if McCaffrey is going to be gone. He tore it up last week, as he always does. But if he's out, I got to take the Bucks here off that embarrassing loss. Um, I think I might have to fade RG here on this one. Um, That's great for me. I do – I feel I'm feeling very confident. I do again. love. Uh, I do think the Bucks win this one, but um, again, I think the Panthers keep it. They've been keeping a lot of. They've been covering a lot of their spreads lately. Um, I would maybe. I think you got to respect, respect Teddy. Teddy's like Teddy. under. I would maybe buy this. Uh, big, like two points, get it to seven and a half. Not great value, but um, I do. Yeah, could, could be, be a, a teaser big game. Teaser game, especially tease the over with a. Uh, 12 and a half on the, the Panthers, which I would love. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't really have a play on this one because I'm a little iffy on the Bucks after last week. But I do think Brady comes out and gets it together with the offense um, against the, the Panthers, who haven't been playing bad, like I said, but losing McCaffrey. I think this could have been a, a lot closer game with McCaffrey. He looked great against the Chiefs last weekend, but he had that shoulder injury. But um, um I'm not sure the total either because I am a little iffy of uh, – I do think the Bucks put up points this week, but I'm not sure the Panthers will as well. So I wouldn't really have plays for this game. Yeah, I think too that the Buccaneers will just have more time this week. They'll be able to get uh, Antonio Brown. They'll be able to get all these guys and, you know, integrated on the same page. And I just think that, you know, personally that – I just think that Tom Brady is going to come back out and just – Go on this fuck you tour. Um, the next game on the slate is the Broncos versus the Raiders. The Broncos are seeming to find themselves on offense. Uh, Jerry Judy and Drew Locke are starting to get into a rhythm, and I think that they're going to be a, a nice tandem for the next couple of years to come, especially when they get uh, Cortland Sutton back. But um, the Raiders have been playing solid old-school football under Gruden this year. Uh, Derek Carr showing flashes of his uh, 2016 season where he was almost the MVP candidate. Uh, the Raiders will be without starting middle linebacker Corey Littleton. He uh, – is on the COVID-19 list. But um, the Raiders are still four-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 50-and-a-half. Uh, where do you guys lean on this one? Um, now, I, you go. I, I, I saw a video two nights ago about Drew Locke, and my, I was telling Nick all week, I don't think Drew Locke is good. You don't, and you don't then like I Drew saw Locke? this video, I, I, don't, I don't think Drew Locke is very good. However, I saw this video saying, 2,000-point basketball score in high school. Oh. Phenomenal athlete. I'm not sure if that was a sign. <laughs> Drew, Lock, I, I, Drew Locke's I'm, got a horse cop. On, you know what they say. I, <laughs> sauce. Uh, <laughs> the Raiders, <laughs> I was on them all week. Now, I, 
I'm not sure. I'm going to stick. Fading yourself? Uh, Quick question, Gray. Broncos or Raiders? Hammer the Raiders. All right. Gruden Gruden is rolling. All right. I'll I'll agree with you on this one, Gray. All right. Yeah. Minus four Raiders. Gray, take over. Um, yeah. I, I hate I hate it though. I hate it. It's really all there is to it. There's not much. Um John Gruden, Raiders. Uh minus four. Put the house on it. I love I love the Raiders this year. I think they got like everything going. I think Carr looks pretty good this year. Josh Jacobs has been uh awesome and uh they gotta get Henry Ruggs a little bit more involved. They have a lot of nice weapons, but with that being said, I think they run the ball a ton. I think that they do win this game, but I think that I like the Broncos to cover four points here. I'd maybe buy it up to four and a half. Hopefully that the Broncos – the Broncos find ways to lose these close games. So I think maybe you get the uh, the Raiders up uh, – or the Broncos up late by three. You know, the Raiders score last drive touchdown, and you have them at four and a half, and I think you look good there. Uh, over under, I think I would lean under 50 and a half points here. I mean, the Raiders play volleyball. They like to run it a lot. They play pretty solid defense. I think that this could be a game where it's like – 31, like 10. I don't know. I think that I would personally just take the under on this game. Uh, the next game up is uh, the Bills and the Cardinals. I think this is a prove-it game it's for both be a good teams. One. Uh, the Bills are coming off a huge – the Bills are coming off a huge win last week uh, where the Seah- uh, over the Seahawks. Uh, Josh Allen uh, put himself back in the MVP race, and the Bills' defense made Russell Wilson look mediocre. He was throwing red, uh, red zone picks. He was fumbling the ball. Um the Cardinals are coming off a loss to the Dolphins last week. The Dolphins have been hot, uh, so they'll be looking to bounce back. they got to find themselves a defense. Without Chandler Jones, they really have no like edge rush press, uh, presence. But um, the Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 56-and-a-half. Uh, where do you guys yeah, think um, I'm not really – I don't really see why the Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, maybe it's because the Bills do have to travel out to the West Coast. and um, But – yeah, it is, a, it is a rough trip, uh, especially after playing the Seahawks. But they looked great last week. I really don't see the Cardinals being able to slow down that offense considering they just got lit up by a second-game starter in, starter in Tua. Um, the over-under is yeah. pretty high at 56. But, again, last week, I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was 56 as well at uh, when they played the Seahawks, and that got destroyed, um, really. The Bills are usually known for their defense, but they haven't uh, – haven't really had to worry about their defense this year because they've really just been outscoring everyone. So I also like the over here. Um, I do love the um, Bills two and a, plus two and a half. I like the money line as well. It's a plus one twenty five right now, I believe. But um, I think Josh Allen rolls again, and I think the Cardinals continue their skid. Uh, Ryan, what uh, about you here? This game, the over under at least is like two different. Um, like sides, so the Cardinals this year are two five and one with the. That's it, really. Two. I thought they've been putting up points. Yeah, I think the Cardinals just play games yeah. where late they just put up points, but um. But uh. I think here I'm leaning towards – I think the Bills, I would take the Bills plus two and a half. I mean, I would consider sprinkling them money line, but I like them plus two and a half here. Um, I just think that Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, I think that the Card, uh, 
the Cardinals' defense, they just look lost out there. They yeah. really don't have a presence. Uh, they haven't been getting Isaiah Simmons involved. Uh, Patrick Peterson's good, but I still think that they have weapons Buda that Baker's they'll be able been to run playing the ball well as well. this Cardinals' defense. But, uh... Yeah, Buda Baker's been playing well, but, I mean, they just have no one in the front seven that's really making a difference. I think they should try to get Isaiah Simmons involved more because they just need something to get going for yeah. them. They've just been lining up tons of points. The Dolphins scored a ton against them last week. And in Tua's first game, he looked less than impressive. But um, yeah, he didn't have to do much that game. I think, I think personally here, game. yeah, I think here I would just take the Bills. I think the Bills, their defense is better. You can pro- you could probably get Kyler Murray still. Find- I still see Kyler Murray making a couple mistakes a game. I could see Tre'Davious White jumping around, getting a pick for them, setting them up a good field position. I just think that Bills plus two and a half here is the play. Maybe buy it up to three, and at worst, you know, a late field goal you push. But um. The next game up is the Chargers-Dolphins. Uh, this will be the first battle between uh, Tua and Herbert. Both young QBs have looked impressive in the starts to their career. Uh, Herbert was actually named the uh, betting favorite to win rookie of the year this uh, wow. this year, this week. So, um, But the, the Dolphins' defense has uh, played very strong as of late, and their uh, offense is starting to click with Tua. Uh, I think Tua and Gesicki are starting to find a nice little rhythm. That'll be a nice combo to watch for the rest of the season. Devontae Parker's getting more involved as well. But the uh, – Chargers offense has been playing pretty well as well. I just think they find these ways to lose games uh, late. I thought it was just Phillip Rivers when he was out there, but now I see with Herbert too where you just get the uh, the Chargers down late in the fourth and they just lose it. But the Dolphins, uh, as of yesterday, will be without Kyle Van Noy and Christian Wilkins on defense. They're both on the COVID list. The Dolphins are one-point favorites, but I could see this line being a PK by uh, the weekend and the over-under is set at 48 and a half. Uh, where do you guys lean on this one? Um, I really don't, I think this will be much like the, uh, the Packers 49ers game we saw last Monday night, the 49ers have been playing really bad. They really have nothing going for them right now, especially with their, uh, all the crazy amount of injuries they've had this year. And now with the COVID issues, I think they're going to struggle again. Breeze looked absolutely unstoppable. I think they could have put up 60 if they wanted to on the Bucks. uh, this past Monday night. Um, and, yeah, I think the Saints are back to themselves, and they're rolling now. Um, I do like the over. I think the Saints Bro, put up Chargers at Dolphins, least 30, Chargers 30 points. <laughs> it's Char- Chargers-Dolphins. Uh, wow. Chargers-Dolphins. I'm going to cut that one out. Um, Chargers-Dolphins. Chargers one-point favorites. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, gee, where do you lean on Chargers-Dolphins? That's a boy, guy. He does like the Saints. The Dolphins, 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy, though. Um, without Kyle Van Noy. But can he get the job done this week? I would I would have to go with the over here at 48.5. I think Herbert puts up a lot of points. I know the Dolphins offense – or defense. Although, like, they don't have names you would recognize – the average fan they yeah yeah and they're no, gonna yeah. be with they're gonna be without two of their best players and sorry to jump you off but uh they're gonna be without van noy and wilkins in the front seven i mean that's one of their yeah. that's their best edge rusher and i mean van noy is a playmaker on defense without those guys that's late in the week too so you're gonna have guys who weren't practicing with the first team getting in now over. late in the week so over i think that could play a huge uh, role on that's the defense we're have to take here. over 
I think here, uh, Dolphins, Chargers, I mean, Herbert's been impressive to start. Uh, Herbert's looked pretty good. But um, I think here that uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. I mean, the Dolphins' defense and special teams, they've been playing hot. They got momentum going. Uh, the Chargers' defense is like they're iffy. They start these games off hot, and they get off on these teams, and you think, all right, here come the Chargers. And I just think they collapse in the second half. Uh but I think that I would take the Dolphins here. Tua's been getting better. He looked good last week uh, against the Cardinals. The Cardinals aren't, you know, that great of a defense, but I think they might have a better defense than the Chargers. So I would lean here with the uh, Dolphins. I know they're missing Miles Gaskins, and they have a couple of guys missing with COVID, but uh, I still think that I'm going to take the Dolphins minus one here. I would also lean the over, but uh, I definitely do think that uh, I would lean with the Dolphins. Yeah, let me redeem myself. Let me redeem myself The next game there. up. Um, I think this is – this game just screams teaser at me. Um, I like the uh, – I, I don't know if the Chargers will be able to pull this one off with uh, all their antics late in games lately. They're looking like the Falcons. But I think with the um, – with 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 the uh, – yeah, you're right. With the uh, Chargers still being plus, I think if you get a seven-point teaser in there, have them at plus eight and uh, bring the over-under down to 41.5, I think those are both great. So I would – I'd like those. All right, next game up, we got the Seahawks and the Rams. The Seahawks were embarrassed by the Bills last week. They they still made that a game late in the game, but, I mean, early that shouldn't have been as close as it was. The Bills were just dominating. Russell Wilson looked human. Uh, the Rams are coming off the bye week, but before the uh, bye week, they had lost to the Dolphins. They're looking to get healthy. They've been banged up. Uh, the Rams are two-point uh, two favorites, and the over-under set at 54-and-a-half. I know here. I just think that I don't understand how, unless you're playing, the, you're the Chiefs or maybe the Ravens, that you're going to put uh, Russell Wilson as an underdog. So if you're going to give me two points, I'll take Russell Wilson any day of the week and points. Uh, I'd also lead in the over here. Um, Sean McVay, they'll always find ways to score. The Seahawks defense too is just horrible. It's so bad. They do have uh, Jamal Adams back. Uh, Damon Snacks Harrison, the uh, D tackle, will also be making a Seahawks debut this week. So, I mean, Dunlap, Snacks, uh, Adams uh, all coming back and playing roles on this defense. I think that the Seahawks uh, should get better yeah, on defense. I, I think that I'm going to take a plus no two against the Rams. how the Seahawks are underdogs. Um, Seahawks are 9-2 and two against the spread as underdogs in their last 11. Russell Wilson having potentially an MVP year. Uh I don't understand how, with a freak at wide out like DK, I don't understand how they are. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's really the only word for him. He's yeah, and you still athlete. got and you got Tyler Lockett too. So if they they can, they'll probably uh, put they'll probably match up DK and uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh my god, Jalen Ramsey's gonna get humiliated. That would Tyler Lockett with a favorable matchup. I would look here, like even that, uh, maybe Tyler Lockett over receiving. You know, Russell Wilson. D- if he's DK, uh, DK over he's receiving. He's gonna be and Lockett. Almost undefeated this year. Yeah. Yeah, DK is just a dog. Um. Uh. The next game up, we yeah, got. Yeah, I'm gonna go on this one. Oh, you got um, up, Ryan. Again, I just much like the Bills game. I just also don't understand how the. Uh, I see where the lines where it is, but I just, I just don't agree with it because the Seahawks are coming off uh, a couple of losses. And when's the last time Russell Wilson has lost three games in a row? He just doesn't. Um, I definitely would trust him. I love the Seahawks anytime they're a plus odds, but especially when they're playing Jared Goff. Um, 
there is a trend that uh was a was a little curious about uh stuck out to me. It was Sean McVay was four and two when playing the Seahawks. So maybe that's uh what's making the line something like this, especially with the uh, Rams coming off their bye. But again, I think the Seahawks just have too much for the Rams. All right, the next oh, game up, Mike, you'll be happy one. here. The next game up is 49ers saves. I know you were getting excited to let your Saints pick out, well, so I'll let you pick first on this one. But the, uh, the 49ers, the walking wounded, it just seems like every week they get more and more injuries and more and more COVID issues. Last week they were missing Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk uh, due to COVID issues, uh, as well as Kendrick Bourne. They should be back now. Uh, the Saints just embarrassed the Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football. And they got Michael Thomas back. He hasn't really been in the fold. I think they probably get him integrated this week. Uh, the Saints, uh, I think they flipped a switch, and they're just back to being the NFC powerhouse we expected them to be. I mean, Drew Brees isn't like the Drew Brees he used to be, but I feel like they still have enough weapons where they can hide Drew Brees and just check down into Kamara and throw a slant to Thomas and make him look good. But, uh, Mike, uh, Saints are 10-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 49. Uh no, you're excited. Yeah, to get I'm really excited for this one. Um, I know the Saints are now down to nine and a half, which I uh, I love that for uh, the spread and over under is at forty nine. Um, like I said earlier when I was talking to you guys, um, last uh, I believe last Monday night when the Forty uh, ers played the Packers, the total was set at forty nine point five, maybe fifty, and uh, it looked like it was going to go under the entire game, and then Forty ers backdoored a couple. Um, didn't cover the spread, but put in a couple of late garbage time touchdowns and it hit the over with literally zero seconds remaining. But um, I think the Saints smashed the spread here. Um, I think they win big, like I said, 17-24 range. They just absolutely dismantled the Bucks last week, like we talked about. And I like the over here, and I think even up to minus 10, I still think they cover it. I think they win by at least 17 points. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on the uh, spread. After I don't think uh, Ryan, anyone in the right mind can bet the 49ers after their past couple of weeks. And then the Saints yeah, coming out no and just embarrassing the Bucs. Uh, minus nine and a half. I think they can win by 10 here. Uh, however, the 49ers, uh, the over after a loss is seven and one. And the Saints over after a win is seven and one also. So I'm going to also take the minus, uh, I'm going to take the minus nine and a half and the over 49. Yeah. No one in their right mind can pick the 49ers here, which is exactly why I'm actually oh with the 49ers here. <laughs> I love it. Um, God. They're getting back Trent Williams. They're getting back Brandon Ayuk. They're getting back Kendrick Bourne. Those the, that's the top three guys on the, uh, offense they'll have Jamichael Hasty at running back um I just think that the Saints they rolled last week I bet you they come out slow this week um Kyle Shanahan I feel like Kyle Shanahan could take a high school team and still put up points with them um so I'm gonna back the uh, I'm gonna take the points here and I bet you the uh, Niners make this game interesting and uh more interesting than you'd think and then I would also I'd buy the over under I'd buy it down to 48 and a half and take the over uh, seven touchdowns. Well, I, I want to change. This game. I want to. Uh, and then now we're on to the Sunday night football game. We got Ravens. Pay- I'm gonna have to go with the 49ers also. I think I gotta change it. I think I gotta change it. I think I have to change it. I would prefer. Now you're on the nine. I told you. I would not bet the 49ers plus nine and a half. I, personally, I'm not going to do that. I would do a teaser with the Saints and the over. That would be my pick. That's my pick. 
but I, I do see what you're saying with the Niners. Uh, they lost a lot of guys to COVID, but they potentially could be back. Uh, yeah, uh, gun to my head, Niners. Fade, fade gray, fade gray, fade gray. <laughs> You're dead. You're so dead. There we I'll go, just like funeral. that. I'll okay. plan your funeral you... with my winnings on that game. All right, Sunday night. Sunday Night Football, Ravens, Patriots. The Ravens are having serious issues on offense. Lamar Jackson, he just went on the Rich Eisen show and said that defensive teams are uh, coming to the the line of scrimmage and calling out their plays. The Patriots just barely beat the winless Joe Flacco-led Jets on a last-second field goal. The Ravens are seven-point favorites, and the over-under is set at 43-and-a-half. Where do you guys lean? Uh, Yeah, um, the Ravens definitely have been struggling on offense as of recent. I thought they were going to lose to the Colts last weekend. That was a they did come out on top in that one, but uh, definitely wasn't pretty. Uh, they did not play good against the Steelers either. I think they only put up 17 points in that one. Um, but the Patriots are just – it's almost like they're, they're trying to lose, especially as we saw this past uh, – this week when they, uh, when they played the Jets, um, one on the last second field goal. That was a really bad game. It re- the Jet, they made the Jets look good, honestly. But I am definitely iffy of the, uh, the number seven here. I did see it's down to six and a half now um, as of this morning, which I would like a little bit more. But, again, I think this I think this is a, a good teaser game. But so I just – I don't like betting uh, overs with any games that the Patriots are in. Um, I definitely wouldn't touch this one, especially with how the Ravens' offense has been playing. But the total yeah. is very low. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, not uh, Ryan, what about you? not doing that however i love yeah i didn't even know it went down to six and a half here uh i thought it was at seven until you just told me this uh the ravens last uh 15 they're 11 and four against the spread after a win this patriots team is tanking for trevor i think uh i would i would have to hammer the Ravens. yeah more work to do like i don't even know how this is Six and a half. I could see it like just being like the Saints and Niners game. I think the Ravens haven't been the team they were last year. Lamar hasn't been the player, but I think the Patriots just don't have enough like offensively to even keep up. The Ravens defense is also very good. They yeah. the, the Patriots certainly don't, don't have enough. anything here. I, I'm taking Ravens. Yeah, Ravens, Patriots, prime time. I don't know. I think I'm leaning. I'm riding with the Patriots here. I'd buy it. If it's at six and a half, I'd buy it back to seven. I actually think I'd like seven and a half here. I mean, the Ravens are good, but uh, I think if anyone they're struggling on offense, and if anyone's going to know your signs and know your plays, it's going to be Bill Belichick, whether it's cheating or not. So um, I personally think I'm going to ride with the Patriots here. I think that they just run the ball most of this game. Uh, Damian Harris has been playing pretty well. They also got Rex Burkhead, James White. Uh, I can see a lot of Cam Newton design runs here, but I just think that the uh, the Patriots are going to force a turnover or two. Uh, I, Lamar Jackson, I'll always bet against Lamar Jackson in the big game. I just don't think Lamar Jackson ever gets it done. But uh, over under here, I wouldn't touch it personally, to be honest. This could either be a high-scoring game or this could be the lowest-scoring 21-20 game. So I would personally just not touch the total. And then the last game, the Monday Night Football, Vikings versus Bears. Blowout. North matchup. The Bears had a hot start to the season. 
the, the Bears have had a hot start to the season, but they've been bad as of late, and they'll look to bounce back against the Vikings. The Vikings are riding a two-game win streak into this game, as Dalvin Cook has honestly been the best player in NFL history over the past two games. Uh, he's just been unstoppable. The Bears' offense was hard versus the Titans last week, and they couldn't get anything done. The uh, Vikings are three-point favorites, and the over-under is 43-and-a-half. Uh, where um, you guys lean on this one? I think you, all you have to do is just really hand off the ball to Dalvin Cook and – this really won't be much of a game. The Bears have the Bears do love keeping it close, but they can just they just ever since they came back against the Falcons when uh Fools brought them back, I just don't think they've been playing very well. I think the Vikings have been picking it up after they looked horrible to start the year. But uh I do like two and a half with the Vikings here. Yeah. The only thing that scares me is Ryan Kirk Cousins prime time here. Uh Primetime Kirk, you forgot about that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you just, you just can't let him throw. Unreal, though. <laughs> you just can't uh, let him throw. The Bears' defense, however, is very good. Uh, they held the Saints to, like, 26 points, which is still a lot of points. But the Saints' offense is just absurd. Uh, they beat the Bucks. I don't, I don't even know how that game happened like that. But then the, the same time, they'll come out, only beat the Giants by four. I I don't really know where to go with this game. Primetime Kirk, if it was a uh, Sunday 1 o'clock game, I would hammer the Vikings. Primetime Kirk, it, yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to say. You want me to convince you on this one? All right, so the Vikings, they've been hot. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, they've been both good. But, I mean, primetime Kirk Cousins, I feel like every time you see the Bears in primetime – you saw him against the Bucks. The defense just comes out to play in prime time. Um, I would even say if the Bears are wearing the orange unis, I would even hammer them. They play. I feel like every game they play in prime time in the orange unis, the defense gets a score or two. They just run the ball like crazy. Um, I'm not crazy about the Vikings this year. I mean, personally, I would just take the plus three with the Bears here. Over, under, I wouldn't even touch it because with this team, you can either get the Bears coming out and scoring 20, 24, or you can get the Bears coming out and scoring 10 and laying an egg. Uh, I just think it's a bounce-back spot for the Bears. I think that uh, Nick Foles in primetime, I'll take Nick Foles any day of the week over her Cousins in a primetime game. Uh, Yeah, I just think Vikings are like the obvious pick if they were just hand the ball to Dalvin Cook, but you just know that you're going to get a Kirk Cousins thrown to – Triple coverage, probably. If I could bet, I'd bet Eddie Jackson to get an interception because I, Kirk Hudson's will just throw one right to the safety here. Uh, yeah, but uh, Ryan, if I were you, I would right, Bear. back the Bears. Bears plus three. Bears plus three. Fade gray. Fade gray. Lock Bears. Up. There we go. No Vikings for sure. <laughs> do we? Do we want to? Uh, yeah, that's it for this lay, week's uh, slate of games. Uh, our best so, uh, hopefully best. you uh, enjoy. I think we do. All right, yeah, right. everyone. All right, so uh, Ryan, give me your best bet for this weekend. Texans round over 49. I don't see how I – don't, I don't see. It's down I, – uh, I did have Texans to add this. Browns, it's down to 47.5. Right. Is that true? And the under is – the under is favored. You might want to wait – you might want to wait till Sunday, Ryan. The, the yeah. number keeps dropping. Whatever dropping. that number is, I mean, you might you might be able to get it at yeah, forty. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I like it here. All I have to say, that's mine. 
Uh, Mike, I'll give you a little, uh, give you a little uh, two-teamer parlay, Gray's parlay of the day. I'm gonna give you the Philadelphia Eagles money line against the New York Giants with the Packers money line. Um, it pays out at right around plus 100. So I think uh, I like both of those a lot this weekend. Uh, my best bet, it's going to be a game. It's actually going to be a college game, and we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> but UNC versus Wake Forest over 67. Uh, both these defenses are, uh, are horrible. Sam Hartman and uh, Sam Howell going head-to-head. I think both offenses will put up a bunch of points. And then if I had to give you an NFL best bet, I would personally go with the uh, – I would go with the Bills plus two and a half here. I would actually just do Bills plus two and a half. I do like that Bills and a half. And the Seahawks, Seahawks plus season. two, or just or NFL best bet parlay them both money line dogs Seahawks and Bills, and you just laugh at Vegas for giving you this joke I of like a line. But, but that's it for us. That's uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please follow us on Instagram Twitter. at on top betting, uh, Twitter on top, where you can find where we give away our picks on the weekend. Uh, thank you, and uh, Twitter at on top betting one. Uh, but yeah, please uh, subscribe to our podcast, and uh, we look forward to uh, college basketball coming up. Uh,